This is Bigger Pockets Daily, and today, let's just jump right into the show. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation homeowning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com biggerpockets. The middle class wealth boom is over, according to Bloomberg, by Lindsey Frankel. Many Americans dream of a middle class lifestyle, which has looked even rosier over the past five years. A bullish stock market characterized this period before the pandemic and record-breaking increases in housing prices followed. Business closures coupled with government stimulus money caused the personal savings rate to skyrocket. But now, it seems the middle-class wealth boom is coming to an end, according to a Bloomberg News report that analyzed new data on wealth. Middle-class families are feeling the pain of inflation, a volatile stock market, and rising mortgage rates more than their higher-earning counterparts who can more easily absorb the changes. What comes next in their financial journeys? Middle-class wealth grew rapidly over the past five years. In March, the average wealth of the American middle class reached $393,300, the highest it's been in history. That figure includes savings, home equity, and other assets. Most of the increase was driven by rising home prices. Homeowners in Idaho, for example, saw the values of their homes increase by nearly 122% over the past five years. Some metro areas in Florida and Arizona even realized gains of over 200%, according to CoreLogic data. People who bought homes before the pandemic and those who took out a mortgage while interest rates were low benefited from these unprecedented boosts to home equity. Middle-class home equity values rose by $5.7 trillion between mid-17 and mid-2022. The group now holds $17 trillion in housing wealth. 
representing 60% of total housing wealth in the United States. That's what data from the Fed shows. It should be noted that there are multiple definitions of the middle class. <laughs> Some experts define it qualitatively as having a house, a car, and a retirement account. Pew Research defines middle-class households as those who earn incomes between two-thirds and 200% of the median. The wealth data from the Bloomberg report skews higher income, including adults over 20 with between $48,000 and $170,000 in annual income, and between $96K and $1.07 million in net worth. While the wealth of middle-class earners may have increased over the last five years, the size of the group has continued to contract. It's not a new phenomenon, but rather a trend over the past five decades. And it's unclear whether current economic conditions will exacerbate the issue. The percentage of Americans with middle-class incomes continues to shrink. Since 2000, roughly one in four middle-class earners have either fallen into the low-income group or moved up the ladder to become high earners each year. College-educated folks were more likely to see their incomes increase, while those without high school degrees were more likely to move down. Middle-class Black and Hispanic adults were also more likely to move down the income ladder than up. Experts attribute this to several factors, including an increasing reliance on trade with countries with low labor costs. Another primary cause is the decline in middle-income job opportunities offered to less educated individuals. Looking back to 1980, people without college degrees were equally split between low-income and middle-income occupations. But by 2016, only 29% of non-college workers held middle-income jobs. Most of the change occurred because workers without college degrees were pushed into low-paying jobs rather than moving up the ladder as a result of training or experience. This shift had a relatively outsized impact on workers in urban and metro areas, especially minorities with high school educations. Now, wealth in the middle class is declining. At the peak of the middle class wealth in March, the average middle class adult was $120,000 wealthier than in January of 2017. But by October 25th, Middle-class earners lost about 27 grand in average wealth since the peak, a 7% decline. That's the biggest drop in average wealth since the financial crisis that began in 2007. The remarkable increase in wealth leading up to the peak may be enough to insulate the middle class during a recession. With the consumer price index up at 8.2% from last year, 78% of middle-class Americans report cutting back on spending at least a little bit, but there's still a chance that could be the extent of the impact. While research suggests the Fed's plan to raise the federal funds rate to 2008 levels will cause rising unemployment, it's expected to affect low-income workers in rural areas the most. Will the middle class stay safe from layoffs? And will their savings and housing wealth act as a cushion for price increases? Hmm. Will housing wealth insulate the middle class from a recession? Okay, so some economists believe middle class housing wealth will help cushion the recession's blow for the entire economy. Housing wealth isn't liquid. Without taking out a home equity loan at today's high rates, middle class homeowners can't access their housing wealth to help with their rising expenses. 
But fixed mortgage payments give homeowners more wiggle room than renters facing skyrocketing rent prices. And while some housing markets are cooling off due to higher mortgage rates, limiting the pool of potential buyers, most experts don't see a crash in the near future. Younger generations are fueling high demand for homes while supply remains low. And stricter lending standards mean today's borrowers are much less likely to default than their counterparts who took out mortgages in the 2000s. That means it's likely that middle-class homeowners will continue to realize appreciation gains that might help offset increasing expenses. Could the job market increase middle-class jobs, or will more people fall out of the middle class? The unemployment rate currently sits at 3.7%. There's a chance that competition for and high cost of hiring educated and trained professionals will lead businesses to provide more on-the-job training, creating more middle-class jobs. We've also seen pandemic employment trends reversing, with layoffs in higher-paying fields such as finance and tech and gains in some industries like travel. The Inflation Reduction Act seeks to create more registered apprenticeships, giving low-income workers a chance to climb the ladder. But there are signs the job market is already cooling. Major employers aren't hiring new workers as rapidly as they once were. Turnovers also down, indicating that the job-hopping trend is winding down and wages aren't increasing as rapidly as last year. Executives report that it's getting easier to attract and hire talent. If a decrease in consumer spending converges with the cooling job market at a time when it's expensive for businesses to access capital, yeah, middle-class jobs could be at risk. If unemployment rises for the middle class, the size of the group could contract even further. Non-college-educated workers who are laid off from middle-class jobs may be pushed into low-income jobs. Meanwhile, high mortgage rates alongside high rents and expensive groceries are making it difficult for people to become homeowners and build that middle-class wealth. Each new generation has experienced a decrease in the homeownership rate since the boomers. Homeownership is less affordable now compared to historical averages in most of the United States. And since housing wealth is a means for passing down wealth through the generations, the problem could continue to snowball. It could become more difficult for low-income earners to enter the middle class, while at the same time, a recession could cause some middle-class earners to fall out of the group. But the middle-class adults remain optimistic. 81% believe their children will have even better financial prospects, according to a Harris poll. Whether or not their expectations are met depends on a wide range of factors impacting an unpredictable economy. All right, another Thursday episode done and dusted. If you're getting something out of this, please let us know. The best way to do that is to leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That helps us improve the show. And five-star ratings help us climb the charts and reach more people with this valuable information. Thanks for doing that. And I'll see you tomorrow right here in the same place.